Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Hello, welcome to the show. It's Andy here with your woo-woo best friend. I am thrilled to have you here today. You are always one moment away from a completely new way of living. Do you believe that? I certainly do. I spent much of my life as a beauty industry executive over a decade, then changed direction completely and spent several years working as a working travel blogger visiting places all around the world and sharing the stories over on WeWe. And then over time, my work shifted again. While traveling almost a decade ago, I had my very first mystical experience. Dr. Joe Dispenza says, once you have a mystical experience and get your first glance behind the veil, you can never go back to business as usual. With every subsequent mystical experience you have, you move closer to wholeness and the indivisible unified field. Every person is capable of engaging, experiencing, and accessing the mystical. So that's from Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I align with that thinking completely. Absolutely, completely. I find that For most of us, we may not think that we're on a transformational path or that there's some sort of reformation going on in our lives. But when we actually look back six months, a year, two years, five years, we see how far we've actually come. There's actually studies about this that when we think about predicting how much will change, we're like, yeah, probably I'm not going to change a whole lot. But then when we actually look back, For most of us, we're going through transformation. And definitely over the last 18 months or so, we've all been through transformation. If you've been a listener of this show thus far this year, you know a bit about my practices. My manifestation method incorporates yogic technology, psychology, cosmic alignment, and the science of human energy. And on today's episode, I'm joined by my very own best friend. We've been talking a lot about transformation. We've been talking a lot about manifestation, about exploring new modalities to find ways to illuminate your life in a new way. And that's what the show is all about. So it only made sense that I bring my best friend onto the show to have this conversation here. We've been chatting about recording this episode for a while. We were hoping to record it together in person. However, we haven't been able to travel to be with one another for quite some time. And the reality is in our friendship, I'm really the woo one 
And while she's got loads of Capricorn and that sense of logic in her chart, she's a Scorpio. She's got lots of Scorpio in her chart, too. And I've always known that she is a witchy, like a Glinda the Good Witch sort of vibe to her. I've seen her manifest really incredible things over the course of our friendship, even when she didn't necessarily know she was doing it. We used to get together for a cheese fries date every single Friday when I lived in Nashville. And it's the thing I miss about living there, my time with her and her family, and just doing things together as just being together as friends. So since we can't do our weekly cheese fries date anymore, we spend a lot of time sending video messages back and forth. And that's how the idea for this episode came about. So my best friend is Elsie Larson, and she's the founder of the lifestyle blog, A Beautiful Mess, and she has several apps as well. The apps are called A Color Story and Film. She lives in Nashville, of course, with her husband and her two kids and their two dogs. And we thought, what if Elsie went through her own integration into the woo with my guidance? What if that is her transformation? right now. We talked about the list of things that she might be interested in from astrology readings to aura photography to Reiki. And we've been having discussions around all the things that I've been up to, like kundalini yoga and my weekly acupuncture appointments. We talked about past lives and what we both believe and how we feel about the stories and experiences that we've had around past lives. We've talked about things like psychic gifts and intuitive wisdom. And honestly, for me, it's been so much fun seeing my best friend get into the things that I love so much. So for this episode, she booked appointments with readers and healers and people that could take her through the experience of these modalities. And then we decided once she had those appointments, we were going to get together here on the pod and we would discuss how it's all gone for her thus far. As this episode comes out, you can also listen to her podcast. It comes out right after this one, and you can hear more about her experience with these readings and astrology specifically over on her show. I'll be joining her there to talk a little bit more about astrology too. So let's get into it. Meet my BFF, who I love so much and miss so much and can't wait to spend more time living life with, traveling with, and just doing beautiful things in the world with my dear Elsie Larson here on your Woo Woo BFF. So Elsie, I'm so happy to have you here on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to do this. I'm a big fan of your podcast and also, you know, besties forever. So yeah, really, really grateful for you. Yeah, it's it's the first time that I've actually had my actual best friend on the show where I get to be someone else's woo-woo BFF in real life. And now we're bringing it onto the show too. Yeah. And I mean, she's a great woo-woo BFF because one time we had a sleepover where she told me, okay, let me see if I can tell this, give this justice. I'm not going to. But she told me (laughs) that she took a course or some kind of a class where all of the people could see themselves as animals and everyone could see this. It was like some kind of like mountain, um, like Uh what's the word? Appalachian. Um, yes. I was, I was in this, I was in the smoky mountains. That's true. And 
then she could see which animal she was and other people could see the same animals for each other. And yeah, that I never forgot it because I was like, (laughs) if that's real, what's not real? Like, that is so cool. I love that that story got you thinking like, hmm, what else should I get into? Well, I was so jealous. I suffer from FOMO. And when I heard you did that as a class, I was like, wow, that's just like a class you can sign up for. Yeah, it actually is a class you can sign up for. So that class was my very first shamanic studies course. And so what we were doing in that particular part of the class was learning how to do some shamanic journeying work, basically. So you're you're working with another person. So we were partnered up with each other in the class, other other students. And then the journey that we were practicing was the journey to retrieve that student or in the case of it being a client, if it was in real life, finding that person's spirit animal. So that's what we were learning how to do in that class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It was very cool. It was very cool. The person who found mine that was doing the work to recover my spirit animal found that I had a whale that was (gasps) hanging around me that was my spirit animal. And I did his and he, his spirit animal was a moose. Wow. Yeah which is very cool. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) No, it blows my mind. My level has, I mean, I am like tiny woo-woo person and my level has always been like really into Halloween, really into ghosts, get drunk and ask people for ghost stories at a party, but not as much, like I have only just had my first astrology reading this month. So I'm very new to it and I'm really happy that I have you to guide me. Yeah, so we're going to start with your big three, which we talk about astrology at the beginning of every single episode. And of course, I've looked at your chart, so I know what your big three are. But this was pretty new to you when you had the astrology reading. You knew you were a Scorpio Mm -hmm. as your sun sign, but we found your a Scorpio sun, but then a Cap rising, Capricorn rising, which I am also, and then a Capricorn moon. And when we look at your chart, there's a lot of Scorpio and Capricorn. So when you had your reading, how did how did that information shift what you thought perhaps about astrology? Um, I thought it was life-changing, my reading. So I went in with this Older woman, I think she said she was 77. Her name was Dean Barber, I think, in my hometown. And it was like an in-person reading, which was so weird and cool um, in like a small like closet-sized room. And (laughs) it was – I went in expecting like not a lot. And I left um, and filled my journal with like seven pages of journaling um, and I, I really feel like it was life-changing. And my reading was 90% or so about career stuff. And mm-hmm. I guess that's how my chart looks too. And yeah. that is how my soul feels sometimes. I mean, I think of myself as like a balanced person, but not really, you know, like it's like career stuff is is a big motivator in my life and something that's like besides my kids kind of like everything to me. So yeah, that was really it was it was enlightening for sure and um, really surprising. The Capricorn rising in your chart sits at 29 degrees, which means that that career component of your chart is 
There's a well, there's a lot going on in Capricorn in your chart, but that specific Capricorn rising at 29 degrees screams career. Ooh. And so Capricorns, for those that are listening that are, I, I feel like we talk about Capricorn a lot on the show because we've had a lot of Capricorn folks mm-hmm. on the show, but it's a very ambitious sign, persistent, also has a lot of ability to stay in, in a realistic point of view practical, disciplined. I was saying to Elsie before we started recording, Capricorn Risings make really great CEOs or business owners or founders. And at 29 degrees, which is where it is in your chart, it means that you are really seasoned at those types of qualities. Like your ambition is something that comes incredibly naturally to you, as does persistence and also being disciplined because it is at the end of that like section of Capricorn. And from what I know of you as my best friend, those are all things that you definitely are highly ambitious, persistent, able to achieve when you put your mind to something. Thank you. I I feel that way. Yeah. I think that that's kind of like a defining um, trait of how my life has been. Um, And yeah, it it makes like a little more sense now hearing someone like when I went to the reading someone who didn't even know me like at all I mean I could tell um (laughs) no internet searching or anything like that and she but she knew so much about me it was really really surprising and cool I also love that in your chart there's a lot of a lot of your planetary placements like your like really influential planets are in that like 27 degrees to 29 degrees, which also leads to the idea that you're likely an old soul. Like you've done a lot of (gasps) rotations through life. And so now like this Capricorn rising at 29 degrees, your sun and Scorpio is at 27 degrees. Um, I mean, and that's kind of all throughout your chart. There's like 27 degrees, 29 degrees, which says like you really have an each category. So when we consider your Scorpio sun or your Capricorn rising, for example, you're really a master of the traits of that particular sign and what it represents. And that typically means that there's some old soulness to you. Oh, well, thank you. I don't, I don't know anything about past lives. When I did the reading last week, she asked me, what are your feelings on past lives? And I was like, I guess like open to anything um that's about it so um yeah it was very interesting and it's something I would be interested to learn more about because I've never been exposed to that before so over the last couple of weeks that was one of the things that you've done we have a whole mm. list of things that you yes. and I've been talking back and forth about that you were like all right before we record the show I'm gonna go do all of these things so give me the list of all the things that you did okay so I did an astrology reading a past lives reading, which was kind of still an astrology reading, but like with a different emphasis. And then the aura, or you say aura. Yeah. Aura reading. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the three. I wanted to do the Reiki healing, but I wasn't able to accomplish that appointment. So past lives, astrology, you probably did a a um like a south node karmic astrology sort of past lives thing yeah is that what that was yes yeah and then your basic astrology reading in which you got all sorts of information about your chart and then your aura reading so okay let's talk about each let's talk about the past lives reading first so 
what what came up for you? What did you learn? What did you find out? Oh my gosh. How did it make you feel? All of the things. I mean, it was super weird. I thought it was really fun. And um, the first probably like 75% of the session, we were actually talking about my past life. And it was like my most recent past life. And she told me like what the career was that I did. And I was like a male instead of a female and um, like the era and just like, um, and then we did this visualization exercise where I felt like I could like see the person um, in their hospital at their death. And um, there was kind of some like letting things go part to that. Um, and yeah, I thought it was was super interesting. And I was like, like kind of like one foot in, one foot out. And then at the very end, she did the like a reading of sort of like things for the future. And on that part, I was like pretty much blown away um, just because it went so well with the other astrology reading it was like I mean I know they were looking at the same chart and that's why but it's just like so interesting how they can say the exact same specific like very specific things um you know not nothing vague it was like super specific um so yeah I I thought it was super cool and I was like and I got an idea um at that moment and I learned about the the spirit guides um, that I didn't even know about that. So, <laughs> how's so you were that like, for a mouthful? Yeah. <laughs> so you're like one foot in, one foot out. But in the, at the same moment, you're like able to visualize this past life experience. Mm-hmm. And we're, you're over here telling me like, oh, you could see somebody's animal. But you were able to see this past life experience. Yeah, um, it was it was really cool. It was really interesting and cool. And since I grew up super conservative, there's a lot of things in life that now I just want to like, I just want to like see what stuff is like. I just want to like know what, how other people are raised. And um, I'm just like in a very curious, spongy phase. And yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. I, I love that for you. And what I think is so, so great too is, I mean, you and I have been great friends for a really long time and obviously I'm incredibly into the woo and that's mm-hmm. the nice thing is that you can, you can kind of dip your toe in and find your way when it's right for you. And there's so many, so many things that you can, can try out. And one of the things that I mentioned on your show is that if it's not for you, it's not for you. Astrology, mm-hmm. for example. But something else might be, like human design might be, or tarot might be, or numerology might be, or, you know, there's so many other other options. And I think that there's certainly something we talk about a lot on this show. There's so many different ways of finding your way into healing and awareness and cleansing your energy and manifesting more. And for one person, it might be learning more about their past lives and being able to address challenges that happened then and then and then create a new kind of future for this life. And for somebody else, it might be, hey, I just want to sit and look at my tarot cards every morning and get some good guidance before I start my day. And that can work for you, too. Mm-hmm. There's just so many options. It does feel, yeah, like a very welcoming world with endless possibilities and it's kind of like any door you open could be interesting or fun but it's also like no pressure um at least that's that's how you're presenting it and that's how I feel and I think I think that's a wonderful message to spread around yeah 
I obviously, I obviously think so too. So when you were doing the future part of mm. that past lives reading, so you shared with me that you kind of had this download of something that you got really excited mm-hmm. about and that happened in the reading and you can either share that or you don't have to, but I think that that's something cool that really happens often too, is we have these readings and you and I have talked a lot about this. We start to have this like intuition that opens up about something. And then when some, I know in, in a part of your reading, there was a mention of you having some psychic abilities and we talked a lot about what that's like. And that is a great example of that base level psychic ability where you just get this download or have this like intuitive hit and it now becomes an idea of something you want to pursue more fully. That's true. I love this. Okay, so in my first astrology reading, she said um, that I had a lot of psychic abilities. And I was like, nope, nope, no, no, no. That's <laughs> really not how I identify and not how I see myself. And I've never had an experience like that. And Andy was like, I told her and she was like, well, yeah, it is because you know what to do next in your business. You know, like you, you see opportunity and then you take it. And even if you think of that as um, like an, a good instinct, someone else might think of that as a psychic ability. And that was really like different for me to think about just because I've never heard anyone explain it that way, um, that like your instincts and maybe like a psychic ability might be kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because we can. So, OK. So a lot of times when someone says talks about the psychic ability. Right. So we think that that's like okay, that person is like sitting with a crystal ball and they're like wearing a shawl and they like, they have this like vision that comes to mind and they know exactly what's going to happen, right? So like that's what people tend to think about when you talk about someone having psychic abilities. But when we talk about all of the different types of psychic abilities, so it's the, it's called the Claire's and that is the clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience, Mm -hmm. Um, there's like even a Claire for taste, like a Claire gustatory, maybe is, is how you say the word. So that's like how you might be able to hear you like hear messages or you feel messages or you have this like taste in your mouth of something that's about to happen or that could be right. Like it's a yes or a no when you like have that that sort of moment happen. So when you start to consider that that's that truly is like a type of psychic ability your instincts and business and your life and um, the way you see everything that you do, the way you see design and decor and the way you see ideas come to life is very much is very much some sort of very special sense that you have that is uniquely yours. Well, it definitely makes me more open to it because, yeah, I always imagined it like on Twilight, you know, in the vampire <laughs> who can see the future. <laughs> and it's maybe like a little bit different from that. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one way. That's that's definitely one way. Well, and here's OK. So here's something else I'm going to I'm just going to give you something to think on. OK, so there's an idea that in in our on this like quantum realm that we're living on. Like right now, it's like you and me on a computer, we're sitting in our offices Mm -hmm. or in your, in our studio, in our homes. And then, and we like, you live in Nashville and I live in LA and that's this current plane that we're living on. Mm -hmm. And then in another plane, we could get this 
one of us could get this this idea, this idea could come to mind, and that creates this like complete like shift in what we do next. So maybe it's like I get this idea and then I'm like, oh, Ben and I are moving to Paris. But in like one realm, I stay here. But in another realm, what? I move to Paris. So <laughs> you're like, what? So, okay. So that could happen, right? Where like an idea could arise and I do something completely different. So there's this idea in, in, the, in like the world of the quantum realms that in one in one plane, I stay here in LA and this is what I do. And then, and that in another plane, I've made this jump and I go, Ben and I go move to Paris. So those two things could technically, in the quantum world, exist. And so when someone's predicting, I'm using air quotes, like predicting mm -hmm. the future, it's like one future could be I go to Paris. Another future could be that I love it here in L.A. and I like buy a beach house in Malibu mm -hmm. and I stay here forever. And both of those things could be right. And something else could happen along the way that makes either of those things right. And so that idea of like predicting the future, there's so many possible futures, mm -hmm. future realms that could, that could happen. I mean, in one realm, I could have stayed in Nashville. In another realm, I could have stayed in New Orleans in another realm you stayed in Springfield in another realm mm -hmm. you know the way that we've done our businesses could look completely different and someone who would have predicted the future for either of us when we were like 18 could have predicted a number of futures and any one of those mm -hmm. could be the one that we're currently living on well I like that that's kind of cool choose your own I adventure mean, yeah I mean with that with that idea you very much it's very much that there's no like hard fate that's like, this is what's going to happen to you. It's like you really do get to choose hmm. what your life is going to be. I love that because I don't feel like I really want a hard fate, you know? Me neither. Not no. necessary. So, yeah, that's, so I, nice. that's that's the one I like to choose to work with. It's like I can I can get a download which is like my own psychic ability. Or in your case, mm. you got that download of this idea that you had when you were having your reading. And you're probably getting downloads all the time that you're not necessarily calling downloads, which are the ideas of how you're making decisions in your business and your family and your work and life. And then whatever happens next, it's that whole idea of like we're always one decision away from a completely different life because mm -hmm. we truly have the power to when we really listen to our intuition to do things that are really great for us and create really special things in our lives when we follow those that path. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me about the aura reading. So you okay. had an aura reading and yes. you put the photos up on Instagram so everybody can go take a look at the photos if they want to see them. Yes. Um, so it was really fun. Like I wanted to do this for a long time because I wanted like the, to see what color and just purely from like the visual, like the cool picture um, part of it. And I wasn't putting a lot of hope into what my reading would be. Um, and especially since I had already just had the other two readings, like three readings in a month is kind of a lot, right? So I honestly like went into it and I didn't really even care. And then she starts talking and like everything she said was like reiterating the points from the last reading before um, about what I'm supposed to do next. And I know this 
project, this like dream, it's like a new dream, like the, that I guess, quote unquote, downloaded into my mind. Um, it, um, you know, just like an idea appeared and sparked. And the more I thought about it, you know, the bigger it became. And um, yeah, when she was giving me the reading, I felt like she was saying that the idea is like really, really good and that I need to just like clear my plate was like a big part of it was like you need to simplify and like cut things out, which is very hard for me to do and not like always my first instinct. Um, So that was really good advice and really helpful. Um, So yeah, I'm working on that. And um, yeah, sort of like a lot of journaling, a lot, a lot, a lot of journaling just to sort of like make sense of all of this because um, it's it's kind of like like when I said I'm in a sponge phase, I really mean it. Like my brain like cannot keep up with how much information I'm trying to shove in there. That's a really fun <laughs> place to be. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at your aura reading picture mm. right now and you have this like red, like this beautiful red halo with like a little touch of like magenta and violet kind of in one area. And I'm definitely not an aura reader, but I do know that like red specifically as a color represents strength and passion and a lot of hard work and groundedness. But then there's this little like part of this like violet and magenta component and magenta is like a very nonconformist color. So it's like not doing things the way that um, it's kind of the like standard, you know, the standard approach to doing things. And it's also a really creative color. And then I always have a lot of violet in my aura readings whenever I, whenever I do it. And that's a really visionary color that, that violet color. And Nova had a lot of those same colors too. Yeah. She had like halos and oh my gosh, her reading was so cute. Cause she did, she really did the full reading still with my kids, even though they, I really should have told her to condense theirs down. Um, and she was saying to Nova, like, do you ever feel really passionate? And Nova would be like, yes, I do when I'm swinging. (laughs) She like answered every question, even if it was rhetorical, it was so cute. And I'm glad she got to experience that because that's definitely one of my parenting goals right now is just to expose them to all different kinds of things. And so I'm glad we got to do something really, really different. And um, she said she recommended to do it like every couple years as they grow up um, to sort of like keep them as a collection, which was really inspiring to me. So I'm definitely going to do that. Oh, that's that's a very cool thing to do. And how much fun to be able to show the kids later Mm -hmm. these different pictures. Yeah. Nova's has got like like these halos of red and then violet. And then Goldie's is this like really beautiful blue and white colors. And that's uh, they're like so different. Yeah, she said that um, Goldie still had a lot of her, like, childhood intuition um, and, like, the spirituality that you're born with. And Nova, because they're only two and a half years apart, but she was already, like, in her big change um, time with, like, where her, like, red, I guess it's, like, a lot about change. And that makes sense for her because, um, well, she's in kindergarten and her whole, like, universe is changing right now. Um, and yeah, she really is like a completely different little kid than she was even like a year ago. Mm, So beautiful. Yeah. It was really fun. I would definitely recommend it. Um, 
And my husband liked it, and he is not interested in um, spiritual stuff. So I, and but he he loved it. He enjoyed it, and and you know it makes a really beautiful family portrait for our wall now. It really does. Yeah, Jeremy has this like orange glow right around his head, mm-hmm. which is like creative independence. Mm-hmm. That's like very much speaks to creative independence, and then. The yellow, he's got a a lot of yellow and green. And green is like teaching, highly intelligent. And you and I know Jeremy is very highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. This is like very much Jeremy. And also a bit perfectionistic. And and then the yellow has got like this. It's yellow is a, a, a playful energy. It's like a childlike energy. So I feel like that all of that together like sums up Jeremy really well. Yeah, I mean, the playfulness, it's like if just like practicing piano is like what he does when he's like anxious, it's like he's Mm. always, 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 always going back to that. So that that does make sense because it doesn't have Mm -hmm. like a reason. It's just what he does. You know, he's not like practicing for something. It's just his like comfort. Yeah, that's beautiful. (gasps) Yeah, so cool. And yours is yours is really like you have a really big aura and and the the kundalini yoga that I teach, which I've been telling you about, that one of the things that we do is really work on like shining up our aura and making our aura really like wow. glow at its highest level. And yours is yours is you got a glowy aura, girl. It's like it's like it's like happening. Thank you. I I guess I have to give credit to those astrology appointments because she said that the little white lines means that I am like in touch with my guides, which I yeah. would think I couldn't have been if I hadn't just had that because uh, I didn't even know what a guide was like a month ago. So fun. Mm. Yeah, I see them as I'm looking back at the picture. I see there's like a couple of them like hanging around mm-hmm. in your aura. So cool. So cool. Okay. So I have five questions for you that we ask every guest on the show. And I'm really, I'm really excited to ask you these questions because this is some of the stuff that we talk about back and forth, the books and like moments that are like changing our lives. And so now we get to talk about it on the show. So the first question is, tell us about an object or charm that is special to you. Okay. I thought about this a lot. So I have this painting of my grandmother. It's my most prized possession if I had to pick just one, like, physical thing in this world. Um, It's a beautiful portrait. It's probably from, like, the 60s or the 50s. It was painted by one of her friends um, when she was young. And I'm planning to get um, portraits done of my kids soon and maybe one of me and my husband, I'm not sure. But I think like a classic oil painting portrait is just such a cool family heirloom and people don't get those as much anymore. You know, like in an old movie, you always like, you know, in Harry Potter or something, you see like the paintings of people. I think people think that's a silly thing to get made of yourself now, but I'm not sure why because I think it's the best possible heirloom like object that you could have um and really magical and my grandmother was like a complicated person and it's one of the things about like one of the things from her that lets me see like the beautiful side of her life so I love it 
I'm so inspired now to go to go get you have oil to paintings. do it. Yeah. I just looked on Etsy and there are people who do classical oil paintings. Um, and it's like a little more hard to find than like the, you know, there's lots of people that do like cutesy illustrations and stuff, which those are amazing too. But yeah, I want to get the classics. You should do it. Mm. Okay. I'll let you know whenever we plan to do it. And I can't wait to see yours when you do it for, mm. for your whole fam. I love that. Okay. Second question is, what is a book that, or even a couple books, if there's more than one you choose, what is a book or books that changed your life? Okay. I just read this book like a month ago. So it's very, very new. And it did, it like blew my mind. It, it was an amazing book. And I would recommend it to every single woman in the world. It's called Playing Big. It's by Tara Moore. And the book, um, it has a lot of different things about um, how to be more confident and, you know, just like basic things that like how to just be the best version of yourself. Lots of that. But um, for me specifically, there was this part of it where she does like and I did the audiobook, So it was um, it just makes sense for this part. But it has a exercise like sort of like a guided meditation and it's a future self visualization and you're imagining yourself in 20 years and it was incredible to me like one of the best things I've ever done um so I want everyone to do it just to like see what it sparks in you because I think it does like put your life in a lot of perspective um to think like to sort of like tap into who you want to be um, and 20 years is a pretty long time. So there's a lot of possibilities, which is cool. Mm, so, so cool. Yeah, you recommended that to me and it's on my list. I need to start reading it soon. So it's I'll keep amazing. you posted. Yeah. And did you tell me that that book was recommended to you from Ramit? Is that true? Yes. Yes. For me, um, who we both love and he's definitely his book was one of my top books of the last few years as well. Me too. And that book is called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. For anyone mm -hmm. who doesn't know about Ramit's book, that's been on my like very top. I, I like have copies of it around the house so that when I have like friends or family come over and we start talking about money, then I'm like, oh, I have a book for you. I have mm -hmm. a book for you. Yeah. Yeah. He told me I needed to have more female role models in my life. And after I read the book, I would say Tara Moore mm -hmm. is definitely one of my female role models. I like want to take one of her classes and everything. Awesome. Yes. Okay. I'll let you know once I cool. get through it. It's on my short list. I'm going to get to it super soon. Nice. Okay. Next question is, tell me about an experience or moment that changed your, changed your life in a profound way. Okay. This is so special, Andy. Okay. So about five years ago, you were hosting the Lunar Eclipse party at your house um, when we yes. still lived like pretty close um, together in the Nashville area. And anyway, so she was um, having this party. And while my husband and I were driving to the party, he told me that he had decided for sure that he um, wanted to adopt our daughter. Like we had sort of like gotten her referral or her like file. And he was like, I need a minute to think it over um, because her medical condition was something we had never heard of before. Anyway, so that was the moment that he chose to say it's like a hard yes. And it was sort of like the moment that I 
not became a mom, but I guess like the beginning of becoming a mom because I knew like who our first child was going to be. And then I got it in my head. This is kind of stupid, I think, but I got it in my head that I shouldn't say it at the party because I didn't want to make Andy's party about me. So I was just like all like giddy and weird all day, but not telling anyone (laughs) why, (laughs) which I now see is like so silly. Like, why did I do that? But um, anyways... That was a, a magical moment and, yeah, the beginning of something really beautiful that was, yeah, biggest change yeah. of my life. Yeah. I mean, the moment that you found out you were going to become a mother mm-hmm. was the moment of this, like, once-in-a-lifetime lunar eclipse scenario that was mm-hmm. happening. What a special day. And I remember at the party, um, one of our friends was trying to read your tarot cards and you you were kind of like I declined it because I was too scared I think at the time I didn't know I wish I would have done it now um because it probably was really cool but I was scared that it would be something bad um and you had just gotten that information yes. and it was you were probably just in your head like I just got this information mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything else except for that I'm just like celebrating inside right now yeah and that's where I'm. Yeah. But I, I would have imagined that someone's trying to read your tarot cards and you have this like huge news that you're holding inside that you would just be like, OK, mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I have to get Lauren to read my tarot someday just to like close that because I never <laughs> closed it, which is weird. Just stayed open forever. Yeah. Well, you can you can you can do it anytime, anytime. <laughs> I was actually telling you the other day that I think it would be fun to to do some tarot card readings with Nova. I think she would really, I think she would love that. And there's some, um, there's some really cool decks. Like Jenny Lewis has a tarot deck. That's all like Jenny Lewis being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I meant, if I didn't send you this, I meant to send it to you the other day. Jenny Lewis has her own tarot deck and it's, it's literally her just like in different, with different like song lyrics. So like you draw a tarot card, but it's like a Jenny Lewis, um, song lyric with like Jenny Lewis in like a really fabulous costume. That's cute. Well, my kids definitely love Jenny Lewis. Um, she's been out, drawn out of our music jar before. So, yeah, yeah she's that would be fun. wonderful. I think tarot cards are the most, like, they're so adorable. So I just got for a friend for Christmas a Golden Girls tarot card deck. Like, Ooh. how cute is that, right? Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, see, there's so many ways you mm-hmm. can you can. You can play with those things. Yes. Okay. So the next question is, what is something that you do for your health and wellness? Okay. So I thought a lot about that because I was like, what should I say? Like something um, cliche. I mean, you know, not that working out is cliche, but like that's probably what people say a lot, right? Um, I decided to say journaling because I just opened up to journaling. It's something that I have have always had a mental block about because when I was in high school my dad read my journal which is so rude um and embarrassing and you know but whatever and then I just got it into my head that like if I really put myself out there in my journal that someone would read it and that I would feel like exposed um but my therapist was like basically like just hide it better. What's your problem? And I was like, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not really a real risk. Um, and yeah, so I started journaling again after the astrology appointment a month ago, and it has really been great. I 
think it it's definitely like a way to process she said it's like a way to connect to my higher self which is something I need to work on and um yeah it feels like it's helping considerably Mm, I I I love that for you as a practice I'm very much I'm a journaler but I go in and out of like really in-depth journaling Mm -hmm. where it's like i you know, can write pages on pages. And then sometimes like one of my really simple practices is like before I go to bed every night, I have a journal that sits on my nightstand and I just write things that I did for myself that were like loving for myself that day. So sometimes it's like, it's so nice. Oh, only, which it's a good way to remind yourself that it's that we all deserve mm-hmm. some self-love and compassion. So sometimes it's literally just, I meditated this morning and that was like the only nice thing I did for myself today, but at least I did something. And then some days it's all sorts of stuff, but that's, that's a fun little practice that I started actually in 2020 when just, you know, shit was everywhere. It was like, I need to just remind myself to do something nice Mm -hmm. for myself every day. And that's how I created accountability to that. I wish I would have journaled in 2020 because I feel like all I did was like eat onion rings and be sad. (laughs) you know we all had to do whatever was right for us yeah yeah so onion rings and tears was what you needed at that time watching like b-list tv shows when we got so desperate (laughs) anyway you know that's also (laughs) health and wellness just a different type yeah just a different type yeah okay And the last question is, tell me about a moment that you knew magic was real. Okay. This is my favorite one. Okay. Because out of all the woo-woo things that exist, the first thing that I knew was real was fortune cookies, which is the worst one. Okay. Because first of all, like my children are from China. Fortune cookies are like found nowhere in China. It's like an American thing. It's it's kind of like lame, right? It, like it's like a, the American Chinese restaurant tradition. Um and but <laughs> it's like I don't know, it was kind of like the universe spoke speaking to me in an unexpected way. So when we were um at the very beginning of the process of adopting our second daughter, we had just turned in our paperwork. We were eating at a Chinese restaurant and out of our family of three, so my husband and I and our first daughter, um, two of us got the same fortune and it said, like, you will be receiving a call with exciting news or something like that. And I was Mm. like, well, if we get the call this week, then I'll know fortune cookies are real. And we did. And it was like... We should have had like a two-year waiting period. Like there's no logical rhyme or reason why we got the call that week except for the fortune cookie. So it was I, – I do believe in it. And ever since then when we get fortune cookies, I swear I it will never happen again because they're always like the – you know, they always say – like something that you're just like, oh, so frustrating. Like I want a new one. Um, but yeah, that one time it was magic. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's some serious magic. <laughs> Fortune cookie magic. It's all real. It's all real. Uh, I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I've loved getting to have this conversation. And 
it's uh, it's something you and I have been doing back and forth, and now we finally got to share it on the pod. So here yes. we are. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you for making this podcast. I feel, I hope that a lot of our podcast listeners will come over because I think it's such a great resource for people who are like me, who are like in the beginning of like, I, I'm kind of interested, but I'm not sure. It's like such a soft um like friendly place to learn so thank you for making it that's exactly what it's here for so thank you for seeing it i love you so much i'll see you super soon i love you and with that we are complete thank you so much for joining the show today if you're loving these conversations and loving what we're talking about on this episode I'm excited to share with you that we have a brand new course on its way to you. I started studying manifestation in about 2006. That was the year that the book and the movie The Secret came out. I started working with the law of attraction, and then I noticed that that approach was working. And my next step was to study everything I could get my hands on around the concept of manifestation. And the more I refined my process, the more things kept happening. And I will tell you, manifestation has nothing to do with saying positive affirmations over and over again, nothing to do with superstition. And in my brand new course, I'm going to take you through the eight steps that I share with you and the free guide that you can get on my website today. We're going to go into those eight steps and go way deeper. We're going to workshop through those eight steps to help you develop your own manifestation blueprint so that you can call in the life that would light you up in the fullest. So that class, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. It's coming up this December. We also have two other classes I'll just mention quickly. We have our Ancient Beauty Secrets of the Yogis class coming up this week. So there's one more day to register if you're listening as this episode comes out. And then we have a Kundalini 101 workshop coming up in the month of November. So lots of good stuff. And then our Every month course, the Colt Laloon Moon Manifestation course, that course runs every single month. So lots of good opportunities for you to get in and start to dial your own manifestation game way up. If you love the show and you've loved this episode, leave us a note over on Instagram at your BFF. You can find me at WeWeGirl on Instagram and WeWeGirl online. We love to hear your reviews. It helps us so much. We're a new show. We're officially getting ready to wrap our first season, 37 episodes for season one. And when you leave us a review, it helps us to grow. It helps to tell Apple and Spotify and Google Pods and all of those platforms that we are something that should be paid attention to. We also love when you share our show and your social media. It helps us to reach your family and friends, and it means the world to us. With that, I appreciate you all so much for listening today. Thank you to my BFF, Elsie, for joining me. Much love. Have a beautiful, beautiful fall ahead. I will see you back here super soon. Bye.